This is Together 24-7, Episode 10. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. And welcome to Together 24-7. I'm your host, Barry Cohen. I'm your hostess, Catherine Cohen. You notice I said host this time. Yeah, yeah, so that makes me the hostess. Right, because I don't like being co-host. Okay, that's fine. We'll change that up. And I'll, see, I'll put it in the notes. Put it in the notes, okay. Your co-host, I'm, I'm host. Not- I'm not putting it in the notes. So today, today we are on location at Valley of the Sun Real Estate. Catherine, why don't you tell us about our guests? Well, I was going to tell you about I was going to tell you about the office first because we are sitting in the conference room, and I feel like a, a tablecloth needs to go on the table, and somebody needs to start bringing out food because uh, Cheryl and John Beidler, who we are interviewing today, um, this is I was speaking to Cheryl earlier, and this is their dining room set to make it feel homey, and the whole office feels homey. In fact. If you're in the Chandler, Arizona area and you, uh, and you need to take a nap, come into the Valley of the Sun Real Estate Office uh, and right at the front door, when you make a right, there are these two cushy, cushy couches. So just go nap on them. I'm sure they won't mind. Just don't eat the snacks. Just don't eat the snacks because, yeah, right, they've got little snacks for doggies. And they do have some human snacks now. I saw the, the human stuff. Oh. So that's good. Um, but we are sitting here with John and Cheryl Beidler. They are Valley of the Sun Real Estate. Cheryl is a real estate agent, and John is the real estate broker for the firm. John has a master's degree in urban planning. He is a former uh, he is a former mayor out here in the East Valley of uh, Arizona. Uh, and both John and Cheryl won the Centurion Award for Century Twenty One Top Team in two thousand and five. So. Here's the cool thing uh, that that I learned about this award is that, um, you know, some of the teams could be like 5, 10, 30 people, teams. So when they talk team, like basketball and baseball and big teams, it was just the two of them. And it's like the Century 21. John, was that worldwide or was that nationwide or do you? That was worldwide. That was worldwide. Two people, like kicking butt and taking names worldwide. That's impressive. We We did $25 million that year between the two of us which made us the uh, number 12 most productive team in the world for C21. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So they've been working together since the beginning. Cheryl is also an entrepreneur, um, not just with Valley of the Sun Realty, but she'll tell us about some of those other things. She's a mom. She's a business owner. She's owned businesses, everything from childcare to an art gallery. She's more of the the behind-the-scenes person. Um, Also, both John and Cheryl were precinct committee reps for the Democratic Party. So they really are together 24-7, I think more than us. That's scary because we don't leave each other's side. That's it. That's it. So, and, and you guys have two daughters, ages 22 and 16. You're together uh, 26 years, married 23 years. Tell us about, um, tell me a little bit about the girls and their involvement in the business. We talked about this earlier. 
Well, summer, she's 16, and she went to school this uh, summer for uh, to get her certificate with the Arizona um, School of Business and Real Estate uh, for a, um, what was it? Uh, she has the ability to be a transaction manager. Yeah, transaction coordinator. <laughs> I lost it there for a second. <laughs> um, and she's doing a great job. She's also automating our business, uh, making it, uh, scanning in all of the documents and following through with all the files. So she's been helping in the business for a year now. And uh, she does everything from help me do property management taxes and um, filing coordination of the office. Very cool. Very cool. And um, And again... Listeners, she is 16 years old. And what distinction does she hold, guys? You told me the other day at age 16, and she's a transactional... Transaction coordinator. Transaction coordinator. It's the youngest uh, age you can be legally in the state of Arizona and obtain that designation. So uh, literally, when she was in the class, she's in class with people who are in their 60s. And here's a 16-year-old being certified by the state to handle official uh, business to do with real estate transactions. Uh, the uh, oldest daughter, Ashley, who's 22, has uh, just about completed her uh, courses at the Arizona School of Real Estate and Business to obtain her real estate license. Um, but that's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. These kids have been in the business since they took their first breath. Uh, literally... Uh, for those out there who are anticipating working together as a couple and building a business, uh, building their lives, uh, you know, we are the ones that have done it, dude. I mean, uh, literally, Ashley was two days old, and she was in the office in a playpen in her mother's office. And both of our children, they were raised right next to their parents working side by side, I've been a self-employed person for 32 years. I've never seen a paycheck. All I've seen is the results of my efforts. And Cheryl and I have been together, again, 26 years, and we've worked 24-7 as entrepreneurs, self-employed, and life has been good. Uh, We've been successful. Uh, The the, the big thing, though, is that uh, we've integrated our family and our business life uh, social life, everything into one life to live. That's <laughs> one, one life, life to live. live. <laughs> Wasn't that just canceled? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Not that I watch daytime TV. You probably <laughs> do watch daytime TV. How about Days of Our Lives? Days yeah. of Our Lives, yeah. Um, so <laughs> you guys have been together 26 years. You're married 23 years, and you've had this place for 26 years, yes? Or a little bit less? When did you decide to become entrepreneurs together? And I know you're entrepreneurs separately, and I'll touch on that, but when did you decide to open a business together? The first uh, week we met each other. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, <laughs> I met her in Scottsdale. I was getting my Mercedes repaired, and she was working behind the uh, counter, and uh, we got together. Uh, within, like, two weeks, I hired her as my, <laughs> you love this, <laughs> as my executive assistant, and she had a desk in my office, and uh, from that very moment, just as, uh, you know, two people come together, have a date, go to Bobby McGee's, have a drink, and then she's working with me, and 26 years later, she's still working 
with me and I'm working with her. So that's how quick it happened from day one. So wait, wait, I've got to ask the question. Was the executive assistant position a ruse just to get her to keep going out with you? <laughs> of course. Okay, just, I'm just making sure. I found a place. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, saw, you took one look at the Mercedes-Benz and you went, hmm. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. No, actually, we just hit it off as, as good friends. We could talk about anything. We enjoyed each other's company immediately. There was no stress, no fuss. Um, and, and we just enjoyed being together and just kept being together. But she had these really hot red pants. I mean, <laughs> and she wanted to know if I wanted uh, uh, sugar and cream with my coffee, and I was done. <laughs> so funny. That is so adorable. Boys. Boys. I know, right? Boys. So tell me, guys, um, what you do before this? What little entrepreneurial adventures have you had before this? Oh, my gosh. Uh, when we met each other, I owned a company, of course, called... The Beidler Company. Of course. And uh, we were selling uh, all over the Southwest uh, personal CAD CAM systems, computer-aided design systems on PCs. At the time, that was the coolest thing. And I had offices in Denver, uh, Albuquerque, Salt Lake. uh, uh, There was five, including Scottsdale. And we had like 30 employees, and we were running a few million a year. And we just flew and ran all over the Southwest uh, doing this. And that was sort of like a computer cowboy because we're selling bleeding-edge technology. That was back when you had to write drivers. That's it. For devices in order for them to work. So people don't understand today because I'm a real estate broker and that's my life. But I had another life where I was a technology guy for like, 20 years. And, and I'm going to have to interrupt because when we walked into the office today, you were pretty much yelling at your printer. <laughs> the printer wasn't working. You know, I decided uh, when I sold the company in 2001 that I was so fed up and stressed out with technology. I just wanted to be a user. There you go. I just wanted to push a button and it worked. I didn't want to have to figure out how the button worked. <laughs> Very cool. And what other entrepreneurial adventures have you had beforehand, before all of this? I came to Arizona, um, and before that, I lived in Montana, and I started off, I just couldn't uh, find a career that I I couldn't work for other people. Uh, So I opened up a daycare. I bought a house and opened up a daycare, and it was very successful. And then I decided I didn't want to be there anymore, that I needed to change my life. And so I packed up my my dog and my U-Haul and headed to Arizona. And about, what, four months later, I met John, and I started working with him right away and have done all kinds of things with him since then. After we sold the computer company in 2001, I was 50, and I got some money. We had a beautiful home, million-dollar home in Fountain Hills. Uh, I had a new Cobra. I had a brand-new baby, and I had a a six-year-old child and a young wife, and I thought that this is what America is all about. Well, you know what happens is that you sit back for... 90 days and you enjoy the fruits of your labors and then it dawned on me 
that I had not nearly enough money to raise these girls and to live the rest of my life. So I had to reinvent myself and say, now what do I do? Uh, so the first thing that we did is I decided to become mayor of the community. Which community? Uh, Fountain Hills. Okay. And literally, I had no real reason to run for the office, except I did have money and I didn't like the incumbent. So I just <laughs> became mayor. That's the way I roll. And I'm going to guess you were elected mayor. You just didn't take oh, it off Oh, I, I was mayor. elected. I blew out the two-term incumbent, 60 to 40, and uh, we spent about $70,000 in a small town. They'd never seen anything like this before. Uh, but at the same time, that didn't pay much money. No, they don't. <laughs> Politics is not rewarding unless you, like, take unmarked envelopes and put them in That's your pocket. Right. Um, Cheryl uh, started our gallery. We opened an art gallery called Another Point of View uh, in Fountain Hills on the lake. I'll never forget the night in uh, one of the local taverns where we were trying to come up with a name. And it was so difficult because we wanted something catchy, unique, an expression of who we are as people. And, of course, you know, on the second beer, uh, the lights went on, and we said, you know, that's the way we roll is with another point of view. And then we decided, well, you know, two is not enough. It's not enough being the, the mayor and owning an art gallery, so we bought the Cold Stone ice cream store next door to the art gallery. So now we're into politics, ice cream, and art. <laughs> it's, a, it's a normal combination. Yeah, go deep on that. <laughs> when I became mayor, I decided to have an ice cream social. So I invited the entire community of 23,000 people to come to Cold Stone for free ice cream. Little did I know that People liked free ice cream. Oh, yeah. We're, we're there every free ice cream we can get. <laughs> I mean, we had a line that was almost a quarter mile long, and we were completely depleted of supplies when that ice cream social was over. But what a good marketing uh, technique. The only downside is that it never really came back in, in the form of money. It came back in the form of, are you having free ice cream tomorrow? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that is so cool. And you know what? Um, I think, and, and we'll talk off, off uh, program with this, but I believe that we've been to your gallery because I think that one of our friends uh, did a show at your, at your gallery so many, many years ago. Oh, it be. was the most fun I ever had owning a business, really, doing the shopping for it, coming up with unique ideas. Um, we had people come out like um, and perform Reiki, and uh, we had a um, an Indian man come out um, who made these beautiful flutes by hand. Wow! And then he would play. We had um, art shows on the on the patio overlooking the water, the fountain. It was really fun. Uh, beautiful books, and uh, it wasn't really expensive. It was it was fine, beautiful things and smells and good things to eat and nice music and ice cream and ice cream that's it <laughs> at so the end of the day what we discovered is that we're not really good at retail uh retail you would think you simply put it on the shelf and they shall come or you price it right and they shall buy or you have the right product mix and they're all over it well i think the location had a lot to do with it too there just wasn't enough mass coming by because 
I think the gallery was successful. It did pay for itself, just not for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here's, here's a lesson learned, listeners. You can do what you want. Try different things. If you're truly an entrepreneur, you are always itching. There is always this, this need deep inside of you to do something more and something else. And when the thing that you're trying and you've given it a really good go, and guys, six weeks is not a really good go, but when you've given it a go and you've done what you can and you've built the business to where it's, it's going to finish, then let it go with a blessing and move on. You, once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur, and just then let it move on. And coming back to where we're at now in the real estate office, is there a division of labor, division of responsibilities here between the two of you? Oh, yeah. Um, I do the sales. I'm called the elephant hunter. I look for the big dollars. Cheryl does property management, rentals, and she handles a lot of accounts. They generate a lot of cash flow. But that's our world. We sort of feed each other. I work with investors almost exclusively, uh, Canada, uh, outside the United States and several different countries. I work well with them, and I help them acquire uh, investment assets. And then Cheryl comes in, and she prepares those assets for occupancy. She manages those assets. And then at the end of the day, when the investor wishes to uh, cash in and do something else with their money, uh, I'm like uh, whack-a-mole, uh, John shows back up, and I go find a buyer, and that's our symbiotic uh, relationship. And is there any overlap? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're always helping each other. Uh, the thing about working together as a couple, a married couple or just a couple in general, is that uh, you're always handing the baton back and forth, and you're, you're looking like a chameleon, I'll show up, uh, you know, here I'm the broker, but I may show up to just, uh, you know, drop off something, a key or whatever, or uh, something mundane to help Cheryl out, and she may do the same for me. Uh, so, you know, it's not all glamorous. There's just a lot of grunt work that goes with any occupation or career. Uh, you have your peak moments, but the reality is is that you have to be very organized. You have to be very time-efficient. And you have to be committed. Uh, in this business, is any entrepreneurial role, the, the upside to it is your freedom, freedom, liberty, the American way. America. Uh, on, on the other hand, uh, you're available 24-7. You're accountable all the time. I mean, you're the guy paying the IRS your taxes once or four times a year. I mean, you're the guy that's got to pay all the bills on time to keep the credit where it belongs. I mean, there's no buddy between you and reality. We divide the, the responsibilities. You know, we each have our defined roles, which is really important because you are an individual. You do have to have your own separateness but you can still be together. So when he, I'm very aware of his role and his responsibilities and he's very aware of mine and we respect those boundaries so and then we do come together and i'll say gee i don't know what to do with this situation this is ugly um and then we brainstorm together we work together to make it, it a good result um 
as best we can. Yes, we share a lot of the mundane things. You know, he empties the garbage and, you know, I'll clean the bathroom. You know? <laughs> uh, but as far that, as that, our resp- That's the correct division, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like I, that. I believe in that 100%. Yeah, I'm big on toilet paper. You know, put yeah. it on the roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we don't over overstep each other's boundaries either. We respect those spaces and, and what he has to do and what I have to do, and we don't. Um, cross those lines. And you also have to come to each other's aid because yes. uh, the divide and conquer approach uh, is, is is out there when you're dealing with the general public. And uh, many times you'll find a client who's sort of ruthless and, and coarse in their way of doing things. And they'll try to, you know, t- put one of us down and try to make one of us the bad guy and put us against each other. Uh, doesn't happen here. What you learn is that you you know the other person really well after 25 years. And when someone disses the other person based on some circumstance or a decision that they made and you know better, you don't back down. You say, that's not how she rolls. She wouldn't make that decision. So I'm backing her 100%. And when they find that the wall's impenetrable, Mm-hmm. And when they find that you truly are solid and that there's no cracks in the in the concrete foundation, then people will not try that a second time. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, in in raising children or we've got cats, so probably the same with cats. It's but the in, same thing. It's the same thing. But in raising children and running your business, present a united front at all times. If you have even the slightest question in your mind, don't voice it. Don't open your mouth. Keep your mouth closed, smile and nod, take it up with your spouse, significant other partner, later behind closed doors, um, and don't voice it to the client, customer, whatever. Always, 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 with children and clients, because they're the same, always present a united front, which kind of leads into the next question, Bear. Yeah, take us back, if there was one, uh, where it was your biggest entrepreneurial argument, fight, disagreement, and how you work past it. Oh, my God. You have them all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, want, um, we want the biggest one. Oh, biggest one. We don't really uh, fight. I mean, we may have a disagreement. We may voice it kind of loudly and clearly, but uh, we, we don't really fight about business. Uh, when it, we, we come together. It's logical. It's, it's what it is. Um, and you face it, and you go, well, you may have a, I want to do this, and he wants to do that, and um, we stop and we think. We don't do anything until we agree together to do whatever we're going to do. Well, I disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty common. (laughs) Duke it out. The truth of the matter is, is that being together, the longer you're together, things tend to be easier to manage, because... Uh, when you're young in your relationship, I remember when we first got together over on uh, in the air park and on Cave Creek Road where we had offices, uh, we would have run-ins over a stress point, and uh, our love is young, we're still young, and Cheryl would jump in her little convertible and whiz down the street, I'm so basically, mad at you. you know, I'm out of here, and throw caution to the wind, throw her her Starbucks out the window, whatever. Um, but we found that it's always best, like you said, never do the Amy's Bakery thing and, and, and <laughs> throw, your, throw your dirty laundry there on TV. No. It's better just to walk away because 
give it some time. The intensity chills out. You cool down. You know, don't like uh, try to waste a relationship over trivia. Um, the older you get, the more you know how the other person's going to respond anyway. So why waste the energy over the attempt to deal with the trivia and just kind of like let it roll, maybe, you know, jibe each other a little bit or, you know, how it is. It's kind of like all in the family stuff, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, and just real quick for our listeners who don't know who Amy's Bakery is. And this just is the Goog- second time that it's, it's come up in two days. Yeah, just Google Amy's Bakery and Gordon Ramsay and... Watch the YouTube videos. You'll have a laugh like you wouldn't believe. It's, it's, it's a complete meltdown in retail. That's all, that's all you need to know. Um, yeah. uh, now, now let me ask you, what are some of the downside risks of working together and being together 24-7? Oh. Well, we wouldn't have it any other way. So it's sort of hard to, you know, understand uh, how to answer that question it's kind of like uh, we're married to each other, we're married to our family, we're married to the business. Uh, you know, does familiarity breed contempt? I don't think so. I always love to see her. You know, I'm always looking to hang out with her for the next event in our life. Or if I go in the pool, she goes in the pool. Uh, I miss her when she goes into Scottsdale or Phoenix to run some task. Um, so I guess if you... You know, love is a fleeting thing, right? It's kind of hard to define. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you find real love versus attractions or convenience or money or whatever it might be? And when you find your soulmate, there is no downside. The downside is that maybe you have goals that you can't achieve quite as quickly as you would like. Or maybe you look back on your life and say, I saw myself being at a different place at this point. You know, I don't have the biggest home or the fastest car. I can't take vacations to St. Bart, which I would love to do. Um, Coming to grips with the reality of of who you are. I've always told Cheryl that, you know, what really differentiates each of us and our ability to to succeed in life, I truly believe, outside of your God-given innate intellect and the education you've received, it really comes down to your ability to handle stress and anxiety. Business and money create and come with both ingredients. Now, that, that's sort of a downside to the relationship because that undermines you every single day. And I believe that most all of us, we find our place in life in terms of income, achievability, or success based upon how much of that crap can we put up with, how much of that tension, anxiety, and stress. And it's okay to recognize your limit and to live beneath it. I think really in the relationship, that is really the most important thing is the stress level. Uh, The relationship is great. We're the best of friends. We love being together all the time. But you know, life gets very stressful. You've got children, finances, uh, the business is stressful sometimes. Uh, how do you deal with that and your spouse that you're seeing all the time and you want to cross your eyes and walk out of the room, you know? Um, you just have to deal with the stress and uh, taking a break, taking a walk by yourself, uh, finding a place or, or being able to just talk 
together about the stress. Driving off in the convertible, throwing your coffee out the window? Yeah, well, you know, one time and he never lets me live it down. That's what was it. that at home? You got that uh, that little plaque on the refrigerator? Oh, that yeah. Um, you, you pull up to Starbucks and you ask them for a double <laughs> latte. Uh, make that a double latte with vodka, Valium, on the rocks, please. <laughs> Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> and, and and what do the two of you do to separate your business life and your personal lives, or do you separate them? You know, we were talking about that last night. We really don't have any hobbies because I think, at least from my view of, of life and the world, that when you're an entrepreneur, that's both your career and your hobby. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not like I can go home at six o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever time I get there and say, now I'm going to play Scrabble or I'm going to build a, a, a rocker in the garage or, you know, I guess what I do is I go to the club and work out to try to bleed off some tension and stay buff. So I look hot, you know, you do look hot. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're kind of cute too. I noticed, you know. um, but, but that's important uh, is to have some sort of the exercise regimen, um, but in general, that's one of the downsides. It's like if you have, we call them bloody Monday or bloody Tuesday, sometimes things go wrong all day. And sometimes it's out of your control. And you really can't, you can't make it any better than it is. But then how do you go home after a bloody Monday and suddenly, oh, honey, let's be intimate? <laughs> well, there, there's a problem. Okay, yeah. if you didn't work together and both weren't bloodied, from Monday, then you might be able to separate a little better. But but now you've got to, you know, come down off that low, if you will, and somehow find your happy place. Yeah. That. So you know, that's something that that you need to to understand, listeners, is that um, you don't turn it on and off. You you carve out bits of time. Uh, I'm going to guess as the girls were growing up, you carved out bits of time that were, okay, my focus is here, and I'm I'm giving this my 100%. My focus is here. But there's no real turning it off. There's there's never turning it off because you've got your business and you're thinking about the next thing. And we've got to figure out ways as entrepreneurs to just breathe. And as John said, working out, walking, running, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, going to Starbucks and, and getting that uh, double espresso with uh, vodka and Valium. That's, I think that's <laughs> yeah. a great, that's and, a great way. And every couple is going to be different also. You have to find what works for you. Some couples will actually say, okay, at such and such time, we're turning off work and we're just going to do something for ourselves. Some couples do that. Some couples don't. You find your own dynamic. As, as you go along, you find out what works for you best. Well, like Cheryl uh, will put her phone away. Sometimes she'll shut it off. Sometimes she'll turn down the volume. Sometimes she just won't answer it because doesn't want to deal with it right now. Sure. You know, I have trouble with that. Uh, one of the things that people like about me, good or bad, is I always answer my phone. And uh, that makes them happy, but sometimes it doesn't, doesn't make me very happy because I get calls... I got a call about two weeks ago at 3 o'clock in the morning oh my from, goodness. from some, some guy from the East Coast that wanted to talk about real estate. And I said, 
at three in the morning. You want to talk about real estate? Yeah, and it's still six o'clock in the morning for them, and I certainly wouldn't have been up when we were living in New York. Anyway, at six o'clock in the morning, really. I hung up on him. Yeah. Okay. You're up, Kat. I'm up. You're up. Are you guys... Is there any book that you would recommend to our listeners to uh, to read? Anything, um, you know, or any audio, any anything to listen to, read? Something that's going to sharpen their minds, maybe, or relax them? Well, in my life, I've read a lot of books that have made a big impact. One of the very first books, and this might blow your mind, was by Daniel Berkovic. And it was written back in 73? called How to Be Your Own Best Friend. If you can't be that best friend, it's going to be a hard ride. Okay. Another mm-hmm. thing, I read a book that changed my life was by uh, uh, Michael Corda. Michael Corda, K-O-R-D-A, uh, wrote a book called Power. Robert Ringer wrote a book called Winning Through Intimidation. These are things that young men and women, I think, need because they're trying to find their identity. They're trying to find their place. They're trying to do business in a grown-up world, and they need these basics in order to give them the infrastructure. And the older I got, then we begin to read books by Anthony Robbins called uh, Personal... Is it Personal Power? Or? You're asking me. Yeah, I think that's... I, I, think that's I, I don't Anthony read Robbins. books. I wait for them to become movies. Yeah. Now, <laughs> in, in, in real estate... Uh, our Bible is by Brian Buffini, Buffini, B-U-F-F-I-N-I, and it's called Referrals by Design. And for anyone out there that listens and they're interested in real estate or any type of a sales uh, capacity, and most everything sales-driven, right, he makes a science out of how to build a business off a referral network. And that's how we've built our business. We don't spend money on print media. We do social media. Uh, but most everything we do, 95% of our business is from previous clients or from referrals from existing clients. Excellent. Cheryl, are there any books that you're reading or have read that you recommend? The Buffini book is excellent, and, and yeah. So you really do everything together. Were you reading over his shoulder? While <laughs> no, was... no, we trade back and forth. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> we read different kinds of books. Uh, so Cheryl sits on my lap at night, and I read to no. her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So the last question, and this is just for fun. It's the food round. It is the food round. So what we want to know, what our listeners want to know, is is there a dish that you guys make as a family together or is there a particular restaurant that you like where there's a a favorite dish that you like to go for we like the blue water grill the blue we, water grill which is on uh 51 and it is a fish place Camelback. right on Camelback. Camelback and, and the 51 for those local to us in phoenix right, well you know everybody's going to visit phoenix at some point because, not in august not no not in august <laughs> um but certainly you know december january february uh, you're going to come visit us, and, and you'll want to stay forever, and then you'll use John and Cheryl. What a lot of people don't know is the Blue Water Grill has been here for about 33 years, and we've been going there for 32, at least I have. And uh, their their parent restaurant is on the bay, 
in San Diego, and all their fish is brought in fresh every day from San Diego. That's why it's the cool and groovy place to be. We have to go for cool and groovy camp. Yes, we haven't been there in a very, oh, very long time. It's so, so good, too. It is. It's, it's very delicious. So you guys are fish people. Lovely, lovely. And so with those, those meals at the Blue Water Grill, red, white, or beer? Uh, we're, we're personally into martinis. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of the above. Yeah. None of the, sake's good, too. Sake's good, too. Yeah. yeah it, it, the more we ask that question, uh, it, it would become a 20-minute question if I, if I asked everything. So we keep it at red wine and beer. But um, <laughs> martinis and sake, wonderful, wonderful meals. Guys. <laughs> wonderful meals? Wonderful meals. Well, sounds good to me. Yeah. Only, only on weekends. Wonderful. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Wonderful accompaniments to meals. Wonderful accompaniments to meals. <laughs> I drink my meal, too, you know. Sometimes, Sometimes. if you're having a bloody Monday. Yeah. Right. Hello, listeners. We know that many of you are tuned into the show because you're looking to start a business with your spouse or life partner. If the business you're looking for is to help small businesses grow and prosper, if you're concerned about economic ups and downs, if you want a business-to-business company, well, then you want to start your own barter exchange. Want to learn more about what a barter exchange is? Don't even have the foggiest clue? Then go to www.barter21.com forward slash together. That's www.barter21.com slash together for your free ebook and a $150 discount certificate to their Launchpad Plus setup and training. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com. Unless you're driving, then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Okay, Kat, go ahead and start pet peeving. Is it the pet peeve of the day? It's the pet peeve of the day. Sounds good. So today's pet peeve comes from um, a Facebook fan and personal friend of ours, Pascal. And Pascal is also a very successful businesswoman. And so she knows what she's talking about when she says cursing in regular conversation with your customers, just no, just no, do not curse. There is no reason to curse in regular conversations with your customers. Bring it in, reel it in, say fudge, uh, say sugar. Make believe there are kids there. Make believe there are kids there. Make believe there's, you know, little children there so that you're not cursing. And uh, I think you can get your point across without cursing. I agree with you 100%. So, Pascal, thanks so much for the pet peeve of the day. Remember, it's unprofessional to curse in front of your customers. Do you have a pet peeve that you'd like us to talk about on the air? Go ahead and send us an email about your pet peeve, and if we like it, we'll read it on air. Send your pet peeve to PP, that's the letter P and the letter P for pet peeve, nothing else, PP at together247.net. That's PP at together247.net. And if we like your pet peeve, we'll read it on the air. 
Okay, and we want to just thank John and Cheryl Beidler uh, for being our guests today. Can you guys give us uh, or tell our listeners how they could contact you? Of course. Um, the primary phone number is 480-600-6001, or you can reach property management at 602 614-0993, and you can visit us online at valleyofthesunaz.com. So valleyofthesunaz.com. All of this information will be on the show notes in case you want to get in touch with them. You want to become realtors in their, in their office, and it's a fabulous office. And Barry, how do people get in touch with us? Oh, that's easy. First of all, you can find us on the web at www.together247.net, on Facebook at facebook.com slash realtogether247, on Twitter at realtogether247, and via email. Or is it via email? Uh, via email. You sure? Via, yeah. Okay. We'll look it up later. Unless it's Italian, then it's via, because the I is pronounced like an E. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> email at we are at together at together 247.net thank you all for listening and john and cheryl thank you both for being here we had a great time you were great guests and thank we'll you. see everyone next time thank you so much bye. bye bye we want to thank you again for listening be sure to go to itunes to subscribe to our podcast rate it and review it and if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.